Friendship, for example, is a real gift. It's an insane world. But in it, there is one sanity. The loyalty of old friends. You're the best friends anybody ever had. Alone, bad friend, good. Bubba was my best good friend. I had to make sure that he was okay. Friendship and family. These are things that matter. We just become best friends. Yep. Touch my friends again and I'll buy you. Thanks, Mike. You're my best friend here. Lose one friend. Lose all friends. Lose yourself. We ride together. We die together. Bad boys for life. That's what friends are for, right? Friends? Friends. Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. If you're not over here in 15 minutes, you can find a new best friend. You've been saying that since the fifth grade. Welcome to the I Am Your Friend podcast. I am your host, Aiden Licker. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our guest today is a very special friend of mine, been a friend for a long time, uh, and I'm very happy to have her on. This is our friend, Abby. Hey, Abby. Hi. My sweet, sweet Abigail. (laughs) That's an unlocked memory. (laughs) Yeah. That that was, uh, I feel like early, that was the thing I came up with early on. It's probably something I just said while I was probably speaking in an accent when we were drunk one time. And it was always paired with a hug. Yeah. Well, you know. My sweet, sweet Abigail. Yeah. My sweet, sweet Abigail. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds like something that like, you know, I would write, you would write in a letter to like your loved one on war, in war, you know? Maybe in another life. That's My sweet, sweet Abigail. My dearest. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where that originated yeah. from. So, Abby, you and I went to Fredonia together. We sure did. And we were in the same very close friend group, and mm-hmm. we've been friends ever since. And it's been fire. But now, you are living in New York City. I am. And you have started your own event planning business. I sure have. Which amazes me, because I feel like, you know, New York is such a... Like, it's already tough to live there. You know what I mean? Like, if you got a good job locked down, Mm -hmm. like, the idea of leaving that and, like, starting your own business sounds so terrifying. Yep. Um, And you did it, and it's been, like, I saw, what's your, uh, let's plug your uh, social media. It's events.byabigail. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Events. events, Boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By Abigail. By Abigail. Yeah. On Instagram. Instagram Mm -hmm. and I followed it and you posted pictures from like some event recently and I was like yo this is like legit as fuck yeah like really so that's what you were doing before right like give me the whole story of how you got into event planning and then how you started your own absolutely I mean first of all super excited to be here uh, I was talking, we just had a wedding this weekend, actually. That's why I'm oh, in we can Buffalo talk about right now. If you want. Yeah. Well, and I, what I was thinking about, I was talking to everybody, we're coming up on 10 years of friendship, <sighs> which is crazy, which is unfathomable. I don't know. It's just, it yeah. hit me yesterday. Um, yeah. I mean, we were 2013, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So we're coming up on 10 years. It's yeah. nine now. But, um, but yeah, I moved to New York in 2017. So like right after we graduated college. Mm-hmm. Um, started working at a bar and ended up like managing that bar doing their events and then after that I went to corporate events for this startup company and that's kind of where I fell in love with events um, and I was doing like the brand awareness things I was doing like happy hours for our clients like all these different events um, but as most of you know who work in corporate corporate fucking sucks absolutely it sucks yep. and like people pushed me to my edge multiple times I was vocal about it I would like have very transparent conversations with them about how it's just not sustainable how this environment is and it was just fell to deaf ears um and so i just got fed up and i was like fuck this i can't do this and i i had made such great uh relationships with clients through that job and through vendors and stuff and i just was like i'm gonna do my own thing and i that's why i was like i'm just gonna start my own event planning company and it's been going really great i'm yeah like i just 
I don't understand why. <laughs> well, hey, good for you. You don't have to understand why. Uh, but good for you. I'm proud of you. Thank and you. Uh, yeah, that I mean, that's got to be tough. But, you know, if you get pushed to your breaking point at some, you know, you got to just be like, and yeah, falling on, you're expressing your concerns, trying to do something exactly. about it. Eventually, there's nothing else you could do. And just be like, fuck this. I'm exactly. out of here. Yeah. And New York, <clears throat> New York in general is just ve- filled with sharks. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. That's what, that's kind of what I meant when I was talking about, like, it's already a tough city to live in. Yeah. The idea of starting your own business in New York, like, is like, holy fuck, that's yeah. like what I think of. I, I have considered like starting my own business for stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, doing this is like my own, you know, I have some sort of like brand, right? Yeah. With like, you know, my online personality or whatever, mm-hmm. and like doing this and making video content and that kind of stuff. So, like, but when I think about like actually like starting like a storefront or something, I envision it only like in Buffalo. You yeah. know what I mean? Where it's like this small city where it's yeah. kind of like a little bit easier. Like, every time I go to New York and I walk around and like, I, like see businesses open and stuff like that, I'm like, I can't even imagine starting that in New York, like, yeah. has to be like insane. It's it's hard. Yeah, it's difficult. Man. I mean, I would love to eventually have my own event space, but yeah. that's a whole other monster. Yeah. Like, so you're just working probably just from... My house. Yeah. I love working at like a coffee shop or a bar or something, so Ugh. I do that a lot. I love that. Um, sounds like a dream. It's a dream. I know. I can wake up. I mean, I do like structure, so I'll make sure I get up by like, yeah. like 9 o'clock. That's like, that's my dream. You yeah. Know what I mean, it's like, I would love to just be working for myself, but I would still like have mm-hmm. myself on a strict schedule. Exactly. Like, I do want to get into like, hopefully like, just be like freelance mm-hmm. something or yeah. other. You know what I mean? Like. You would thrive with that. Ugh, don't even. <laughs> You would be so. That's yeah. Yeah. It would be so healthy for you. I, I feel know. Like. That's my it thing. Really well, would. my thing right now is you know I work this nine to five corporate job mm-hmm. right now, and I I did get to a point where I like got to my breaking point mm-hmm. and was like I fucking hate this so much I want to get out of here, and then I just happened to have this opportunity within my company, but in a different part of it, fall in my lap. And I just went for it. Mm-hmm. And the director, who was my original manager, who now, like, the division that I'm in has been growing so much, he became the director of it. And he's the coolest guy. And he's so understanding. And, mm-hmm. like, he, like, it's a job where, like, I can be creative. You know what I mean? Like, I have a little, like, leeway. I have a that. lot of control over what my job is. Yeah. Like, my day to day is really up to me. Yeah. There's no micromanaging happening. Um, like, and, I get results and everything, mm-hmm. so it's good. And he lets me go on tour still and work from yeah. the road. And okay. so it's like, it's hard to complain about it now, you know, but at yeah. the same time, there's still that piece of it that it's like, so the job is, <clears throat> I always say nine to five because that's just is the easiest, mm-hmm. but it's, I actually work 830 to 530. Mm-hmm. And like the idea that it's just like, I have to be sitting at a computer from 830 yeah. to 530 every day is what kills me. Like yep. as much as yep. the job is good and I feel dumb complaining about it because I have it so good. Like I just, I have this good job. Like yeah. it pays me well, like whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know. But, but, but there's still that piece of it that I, that I just feel like I'm just still mm-hmm. just cause the, the puppet strings on yes. me are a little bit looser. They're still there. They're you still there. I mean? That's the And issue. that's like, I just don't think I'm ever going to be fully happy unless I just am like in control yeah. of my, you know? Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm creative. I'm, a, mm-hmm. I'm driven. I have a, I'm good at networking and relationship yeah. managing. So it's just like, I just got to figure out what that is. Yeah. You know I mean? On the way here this morning, uh, Gwyneth was driving me back here this mm-hmm. morning and I was like, just thinking about, yeah, I don't know where, 
she's driving on the 190 in Buffalo and I'm just like staring out the window, you know, and she's just like, what are you thinking about? And I'm like, starting my own car detailing business. (laughs) She's like, what? And I'm like, I don't know. I detail my own car. Yeah. And just because I'm like, and it's literally just because I'm I'm such a clean freak. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I and I love my shit to be very clean and nice. Mm -hmm. I like tidy up my room. Like I'm constantly dusting and doing all this shit. So, um, and I just on TikTok, I see these videos of like, you know, people detailing cars and so stuff satisfying. like that. And I'm like, it can't be that hard to like or that much money to invest in the equipment you need yeah. to like actually do this and just do it on the side for like yeah. friends and family and off yeah. and then just like build from there mm-hmm. and then like have my full time gig just be detailing cars That's and going it. on like something just simple that yeah. I can. Con- but again, it's just and the whole base of that is it's not detailing cars I want to do. It's just like mm-hmm. an easy way to get into own just being my own boss yeah you know it's really like you have to find something that you enjoy that's like a hobby that you could make into a business right you know what i mean that's what i did right and i love it like i now love what i do which is huge yeah it's insane it's huge and also for being 27 like in new york city yeah running your own business at by at 27 new york city like that's fucking amazing it feels so fucking good yeah especially like just honestly and i have these moments very constantly um was that that sounded funny, but you know what I mean? Who cares? Um, <laughs> where I'm just, my journey in New York City has been fucking hell. Yeah. I love it though. New York City is, I saw the perfect meme about it. It was like, if you live in New York City, you basically have Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, it's, it's, it's it beats city, you down, yeah. but you fall in love with it. I don't know what yeah. it is, but it's just like, it's weird to think about my whole like career journey yeah. to end up here feels really, really good. I fucking love New York. Man. Yeah. And I, you I've, were supposed to move there. I still think about it every you day. Said, you've, you've, I think like a total of like 10 plus times you've been Over like, last, Abby, I'm moving yeah. next year. Yeah. I was constantly. When? Yeah. I know. Well, dude, the thing is, rent right now in New York is... That's really the whole thing. It's like... It's horrible. I look into it, and like, I know people who live there, but it's like, I don't know. Like, I I don't... I don't know how to find roommates. Like, I don't know how to... You know, because there's no way I'm going to be able to afford to live by myself. No. Um, So, I don't know, but I... I mean, I would obviously help you with that. Yeah. And you know people, so... I haven't, you know... My problem is I just have this job right now. I'm yeah. kind of, dude, it is like probably once a month I'm on Indeed looking just for just for something to get me there. Yeah. I'm looking for fully remote jobs so I can, you know. Um, but what is funny is like there's people who were living in New York City and then their job went fully remote and then they moved to Buffalo. Yeah. Because the rent's cheap here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, but so it's like, am COVID I dumb? Too. And I typically am a person who like always does something like after it's like, you know, like me moving, I would move to New York when everybody's leaving. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when the rent is still sky high. Like that would be, that's the most Aiden move ever yeah. is be like, yeah, dude, yeah. you moved here at the worst possible time. And it's like, well, I fucking like it here. Yeah. You know? It would, right now would be the worst possible time. Exactly. And yeah. that's what I'm saying, you know? Um, it's bad. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I would love to. I mean, and also like, you know, I've gotten into, you know, I've been doing comedy for mm-hmm. the past six months or so and I just f- absolutely fucking love it, yeah. you know? And I am like, I work from home. I, you know, not all the time. I go into the, I have to go in the office mm-hmm. a couple days a week, but like, you know, I'm usually, I'm working from home, whatever. And every night I am going to an open mic. And, yeah. like, and that's, and, but like that's New huge. York is like, that's like, yeah. You would do the same thing. That's though. what I'm saying. Yeah. I would just hit open mics every so night. So many places. Yeah. There's so many places. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you ever visit, <laughs> um, 
which you have yet to. What do you mean? I'm, I've been there like four times in the past you year. You never tell me. Well, it's usually because I'm on tour and just anyway, and coming, popping yeah. through. Yeah. I can give you like a list of places that you could perform at easily. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like good crowds, people our age, you know, yeah. just like looking to watch comedy, mm-hmm. people who are just starting. It's just a good that's what I just yeah dude I just every time I'm there yeah. like no matter what time of year it is I can be like middle of summer yeah. when everybody's like fuck New York I'm like yeah. I love it I love it yeah yeah and everybody and when you're there everybody's like God I hate the subway and I'm like I love the subway I love the subway it is you well, can get anywhere in the city on two seventy five yeah that one last time I was there was two dollars what up really yeah it was two dollars a couple years ago last time I was there yeah oh wow yeah I don't pay attention but, anymore uh, I mean two seventy five is still amazing it's still amazing. Yeah, man. I mean, what's super funny is the rehearsal dinner for the wedding Friday. We ended up going to Fatty after and mm-hmm. having a couple beers. And I was like, Doug was supposed to drive me to Helium because I did a set at mm-hmm. Helium that night. And I was like, and Pat, and we were sitting there and oh, Pat's yeah, like, dude, just hop on the train. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I forget that we have a train. Yeah. And in Buffalo, because it, it's part of it's above ground and then yeah. eventually goes underground. But when it's above, if for I don't know why this makes no sense to me, but when it's above <laughs> ground, it's free. But what? underground, it's like two dollars. Yeah. How does what? I don't know. What does that mean? I don't know. But when it's above ground, it's free. So, Interesting. Which it's above ground from like that area, the theater district, yeah. which is really where we like we were just before the theater district, um, and then to like where the arena is, which yeah. is where helium is. So um, that whole huh. part is free. But as soon as it goes underground, is when you have to start paying. Which is and how do they track that? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> but I've I've only taken the train like twice. Yeah. Like because it's like it's what we have one rail line. Yeah. And it goes from the arena to UB South. Yeah. Which is and it's just Main Street. It's I think just, I've been on it before. Yeah, but it, that was the whole thing. Like I don't even think about it. Yeah. And what's amazing is like Pat said that, and then I went and hopped on the train, took it down, and like I get down there, and I'm just like, why do we have this everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> it makes me think, so mad, dude. Do you feel like Buffalo people would use it? Like, is there well, enough? Like, I mean, so here's what's hilarious, right? Yeah. Is I hopped on the train, right? Going down there. There was a Wait. literally in that er- same area this past weekend was Cobblestone Live, which is a music festival. Mm-hmm. So you would think the train would be like filled <laughs> with people. Yeah. There was like four people on it. <laughs> then they were all going to Cobblestone and they were all hyped, but it was what? like they were the only people on the train. I would use yeah. that all the time because you don't so have saying. to worry about driving and yeah. like drinking and driving. It was phenomenal. Yeah. And that was my whole concern because I was the set I did was like a comedy drinking game. Yeah. So it was like I knew I was going to be getting drunk. So mm-hmm. it was like the idea that I just hopped on the fucking train. Yeah. You know, and I was going to take it fully back. Yeah. Uh, but I ended up my one friend who was a comic like was going the same way. So yeah. she just drove me back. But dude, uh, I love good public transportation Absolutely. so much. And that's what that's my favorite part of New York. And that's yeah. I mean, I think that's why New York is the city it is, is mm-hmm. all based on the foundation of having a good public transport system Absolutely. that can get you anywhere. It's when you have that. What do you mean? The map? <laughs> yeah. Well, what's sick is that I didn't go to New York for the first time until 2017. Really? Literally right after I graduated from Fredonia, yeah. I went and visited. My mm-hmm. cousins lived there. It was the first time I had ever been there. Oh, wow. But at that time, Apple Maps, if you just mm-hmm. type in where you're going and hit the train icon, it tells you exactly what mm-hmm. trains you need to take. And that's it. it and still like, does it. So it's like, the yeah, looking at that map is yeah. terrifying, but I don't need to look at it. Yeah. Because I have, it's literally right exactly. on the phone. Easiest right. way to get through places is just like, get lost in New York. Right. Truly. And you'll figure it out. You'll figure yeah. it out. It's the most yeah. you ever thrilling that, thing. That John Mulaney joke about his uh, home alone lost in New York. He's like, no. lost in New York? He's like, the streets are numbered. Yeah. yeah. 
so no. good it is it's no, dude, it's a good it's just such a functional city and yeah it makes me so mad that buffalo's not like that and there's part of me that's like i go back and forth on this a lot because the thing for some reason my tiktok feed and maybe this is a sign <laughs> but my tiktok algorithm like thinks i live in new york really so like my feed is like a lot of people being like stock in new york i just i mean i love it so mm-hmm. i but it's like it gives me shit all the time about like oh new york only new yorkers know and i'm like yeah only new yorkers know yeah like I'm, yeah that's yeah. me that's me <laughs> i'm a new yorker yeah, spiritually that's me yeah. yeah so you would thrive in new york no you i would. know i you know would. i mean i'll get dude i still like i'm not giving up yet but my thing is when i i see a lot of people a lot of like new yorkers complain about new york transplants all the time and oh, uh yeah but you know and one of the things that actually stuck which is like whatever you know like people are always going to be like that um but the thing that stuck with me is this one that i saw was like you want to move to new york because it has a good public, public transport system and it's got you know and it's like a left-leaning city and like mm-hmm. whatever and all this stuff and it's like so why don't you just stay where you are and just try to work mm. to like make your city better yeah. and i was like huh and i was like that's but but part of me is like there's no hope for buffalo there's not and that's and it's like it's, buffalo i had for a little bit like because like when the i mean obviously fuck the pagulas but like when the pagulas came in there was like this glimmer of hope that mm-hmm. came into buffalo that was like okay this like you know billionaire fucking guy who made all his money on fracking came oh, in yeah but he bought the bills and the sabers mm-hmm. and like was gonna you know and had and and built up buffalo's canal side like you know uh built like those hotels that connect to the which is called the harbor center that they connect to the arena mm-hmm. and they have like ice rinks in there so they ho- host like tournaments like hockey tournaments and like made this like little and then they had this 716 restaurant which fucking sucked but it was this cool location now it's southern tier and brewery okay and i haven't been there yet but i assume it's probably way better mm-hmm. um and you know and they built up canal side and it just seemed like there was just like this thing that was happening mm-hmm. that was like oh shit like buffalo might be on the up right now like things yeah. might be getting really good here and then you know people are the city just seemed to be doing better people a lot of was going on in like buffalo's west side seemed to be getting a lot better uh and then when India Walton started running for mayor, she's like the progressive, mm-hmm. like, you know, Bernie Sanders endorsed her, like all this stuff. It was like, holy fuck, like there's, this could be, I was like so stoked. I was like, yeah. I love Buffalo so much. I love that this is happening here. I love that, like, you know, when she won the primary, it became this, you know, she was on the front page of every news thing, mm-hmm. like Buffalo, like Buffalo is about to have their first, the first, America's first socialist mayor of a major city mm-hmm. in like, 50 years so it was like this big fucking thing that i was super stoked about and then the most buffalo thing happens which is the fucking dude who's been mayor for 12 years Mm -hmm. and has done virtually nothing who is just like in the pockets or has the pockets people are in his pockets that's that's (laughs) what i'm getting at here uh Uh, the buffalo police department like the police union and him are like tight and then all the developers right who are who are the corporate developers who like own half the city yeah Yeah. and it's just like they're this which is like it's the most like you know the moderate liberal way Mm -hmm. this like this establishment democrat like the joe biden's of the world he's the same guy you know where it's just like he's just here with the with the rich billionaires Mm -hmm. that live in buffalo that you know own half the city pagula 
the police union, like, and obviously, like, Buffalo Police Department is, like, has, you know, we've made, the Buffalo Police Department has made, like, headlining news. Yeah. Like. A couple times. So many times. Like, <laughs> over the past, like, four years, it's Literally. been, like, 12 like times that they've been made, like, front page of, like, yeah. the New York Times. Like, yeah. it's like, dude, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, like, and, uh, yeah, so, but that's the whole thing, is then, you know, Byron Brown who he's, you know, been the mayor for 12 years, done nothing, whatever. He starts this whole smear campaign against India Walton mm-hmm. because she wants to defund the police, right? Mm-hmm. But she has this, you know, and obviously the defund the police movement is such a hard thing because, like, people just can't get past those words. Yeah, like, it's pe- so much deeper. Yeah, it's like, dude, that's all we're saying is we're reallocating funds. Exactly to better like services yeah. that will help the community more than the police do we're not gonna like take away all your money that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah. and and also like the police budgets are like insanely high like if you mm-hmm. look at the numbers there's no reason for us to be giving oh, yeah. that much money to the police union mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense and it's we ta- all we're trying to do is take some of that money and put it towards better services that'll help better the community yeah but like you know, nobody's going to hear that yeah. and this whole smear came. And again, and because he had the corporate, you know, the developers and the union in his pockets, like he was just able to like run these fucking crazy mm-hmm. expensive campaigns, like advertising and all this stuff. And he won a writing campaign yeah. and that was it. And like, and then it's just like, all right. And then I, that was just kind of the nail in the coffin for me. Yeah. of being like, Buffalo's just never going to be, Mm-mm. it's never going to be what I would hope it yeah. could be as much as I want. I would love to stay here and I would love to move into the city of Buffalo and get involved in local politics and try to, you know, better our transportation systems mm-hmm. and, you know, try to build the Buffalo. But it's like, yeah. it's, I mean, I don't think Buffalo is interested in that. No. So it's like, that's no. why. So I go back and forth between having some hope of like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try to make a difference, whatever. But then all of a sudden it's like, it's like, no, or I can just go to New York where things are already, it is really, yeah. You know? It's really nice to be near like-minded people. Yeah. I will say, like, any protest that you want to go to, it's fucking yeah. there. Like, you right. will find anything there, everyone. But there's always, like, the deep Brooklyn, Staten Island people that are just, like, very conservative. Yeah. So there's always that. But New York in general is, like, very blue. Um, but the... I do understand what you're saying as far as, like, wanting to... Or staying in a space to try to, you know get gung-ho and like get everybody but like on the right side mm-hmm. um but it's also it's really tiring it gets really tiring yeah and it's like really discouraging mm-hmm. to just like be hitting wall after wall with these people that's what i'm saying dude. and that's buffalo just, that's rochester right. too yeah. that's just like upstate new york in yeah. general it's just yeah it's these working class cities it that is. just like and and that's my i mean my thing is like when as far as like my involvement in politics is like i always lean on the side of, the, of who's helping the working class mm-hmm. which is always the progressives mm-hmm. like the progressives are always doing class. right right exactly and like you know working on class mobility talking about the wealth gap all these things of like trying to help the working class that's mm-hmm. all my focus is but working class like most not most maybe half the working class is very split and uh, like yeah. the oxymoron that is understand. a working class republican is insane I don't dude. understand it it's it's insane it's like and you're truly. always stepping on your own foot truly yeah and it's like truly and that's my whole thing is like how do you not realize we're being fucked it they're brainwashed yeah they are brainwashed. just fully indoctrinated into the american 1, dream yeah like the media is so conservative yeah so oh, yeah. conservative dude did you know that 
we're gonna get real political right now let's do it um <clears throat> when ronald reagan was elected <laughs> he fucking what what i forget the name of whatever that was the freedom act or something and it basically required like for every one hour of liberal media it had to be right. one hour conservative and it was like very even mm-hmm. when he threw that out it went to shit and now it's like all conservative media. Right. Yeah, well, that and that at the same time is when the Murdochs came in. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where you get Fox News. Mm-hmm. Dude, I tweeted about this the other day, but I was at the car dealership getting my car. Like, I was getting uh, tire rotation. And I was mm-hmm. whatever, irrelevant to this fucking story. <laughs> Nobody cares. Uh, I was at the car dealership, <laughs> and I was waiting, and uh, they had Fox News on in the... Mm-hmm. like waiting area of the as which i do. think is insane as they do like you're gonna put like as car dealership is uh, like you think like all I'm of your yeah. right yep like you think this is what your customer base wants to of watch course. like a car dealership like exactly what they think it's crazy to me but i was just like you know watch i was like all right i'll pay attention mm-hmm. and it's just like dude like within like 30 seconds i was like oh my god i cannot believe scary. that people like thousands of people millions are like, yeah. yeah yeah you're right millions, millions of people of yes people. millions of people watch this every day and are like this is this is this is it news this, this is, is the truth exactly dude it's crazy it's terrifying yeah. and what's funny is that like when i criticize fox news when people are like well cnn does it too and i'm like i'm not watching cnn yeah, either cnn definitely does it too. yeah but the fox dude like fox this, is bad, whatever was on they were like the one dude was like i don't know i don't remember exactly they were talking about like the democrats and like you know what what joe biden is doing wrong and all stuff and all and in the most like almost like comedic way mm-hmm. like almost like of course they somehow like brought it back to 9-11 which is like their whole thing yeah you know and they the one dude says something about how oh because joe biden was meeting with like the saudi crown prince or whatever mm-hmm. about some like oil shit or something and uh this dude was like can we uh can we blame 9-11 on the saudis is that okay to say now and I was just like, what? <laughs> Dude, Whoa. because because like a few of them, you know, whoever was part of it, like were Saudi. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's like, but it wasn't the Saudi Arabian literally. government that did no. that. And then literally one of the other hosts was like, well, you know, if it was, uh, you know, 15 individual Americans that committed something like that, would you could we blame the U.S. for it? And then he's like, I think so. And I was just like, <laughs> yo, this is shot, man. And he's the one on TV. Yeah, absolutely. Spewing shot. this to everybody. It's crazy, man. But it's yeah, terrifying. it is. But yeah, let, you know, back to what I was saying, it's just like yeah, the working class is stepping on their own feet. And it's just like and I want to so bad like uh, the this is again, another thing. This is the what I just go back and forth on is just like. Why, like, I, I want to care so much. I want to do everything I can. I want to have conversations with people and, like, you know, try to get people on the right side of things and yeah. try to get things in motion and, like, get involved politically, locally. But it's, like, it's so exhausting. It's so exhausting. It's exhausting. Dude. And I get and really sad like, afterwards. Yeah. I get really yeah. sad. Yeah. Yeah, man. And uh, it's not. I don't know. I'm kind of, I watch, I, I reference this documentary on the podcast a lot but the george carlin documentary Mm. um because george carlin was a guy who like in his later years i mean around he was just like a you know your regular stand-up comedian and then he was like the counterculture stand-up guy Mm -hmm. that was like questioning why things are set up the way they are and then like 
in the Reagan years, he got very like politically outspoken against Reagan and mm -hmm. the Reagan administration, whatever. And from then on, he just like was exposing all the shit that was going wrong with our with American society. And, you know, eventually got to a point right before he died where he was just like, we're fucked. Like, yeah. this is that's just it. Like, mm -hmm. we're never nothing's we're ever going to change. Right. Now. We're just too far, gone, too far gone. And like, we don't there's not enough. Like, you have to at this point. His philosophy, I think, was just like, I think we just need to let everything crash and burn and start yeah. over. And it's like, and that's, and that's kind of where we're happy, you know, like, that's where that. thing, like, right now, like, with really like is. Roe versus Wade getting overturned yeah. on top of everything else that mm -hmm. they just overturned. It's, it's just so like, bad. well, here we go, man. This is what, you know, everybody who, when we elected Trump, everybody who said we were being dramatic and like, you know, mm -hmm. said the left was just a bunch of whiny crybabies. Well, here we are. Here we are. Yep. This was the result. Everything you said that wasn't going to happen mm -hmm. it all happened. Yep. And this is, and then we're going to have to deal with those four years mm -hmm. for fucking ever. Yep. Yeah. Um, I just, I mean, to tie it, honestly, to tie it back to me starting a business, I also wanted to get out of corporate just because it felt very, I like, I felt like I was contributing to the bad part of society. thousand percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't, I never wanted to be in corporate. Yeah. And I'm sure you feel the same way. Like it just feels dirty to mm -hmm. me. Dude, it's so shisty. Like it's so all fake. Around. It's so fake. Dude, everything like throughout the pandemic, every like video call we were on with like where like the, you know, executives would get on like the, you know, <sighs> the president of yeah. global sales and all those guys would come on and be like, you know, we're all in this together. Yeah. And all and well, and I remember, dude, it was one time it was so goddamn funny. He was like the one dude was on talking about something and he like had to he's like, hold on, I have to go on mute. My uh, like my gardener is oh my making too much noise behind me in my office in my house right now. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, sick. literally like, yeah, like, don't tell me that we're all in this together when you're right. sitting on a yacht in the yeah, middle dude, of the fucking ocean. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's you just know? like so shot. And like they, um, you know, they just did. Rec like in, in a reaction to the Buffalo shootings right mm -hmm. like which i will say like that week the executives all came into the buffalo office because mm -hmm. we're kind of scattered all over the country they all came into the buffalo's office they brought counselors in they like oh, that's nice it was like actually like a good thing and then like last week they announced that they're putting a t-shirt out that has like the company name and it's like a choose love thing basically the exact same thing the bills did yeah where it's just like it's just very vague yeah. like yeah like not stop racism or yeah. anything or end mm -hmm. white supremacy just it's like just like overall. choose love Oh, here and also here's our corporate logo on yeah. it, <laughs> and if anybody wants it, you can you can get it and like oh just God. like me and all my because like all my team that I work with like the you know just the main people that I work with are all we're all around the same age mm -hmm. so like you know we all get it and we were all just like are you fucking serious yeah dude? like it's just like it's laughable yeah. you know what I mean that's just like yeah that's what the worst part of corporate mm -hmm. is it's just like it's all just performative it is even with like Pride all, Month and oh stuff, it's terrible. I hate that. That was I the, hate it. Let's just throw a rainbow yeah. on our logo. And that was the conversation I was having with uh, a friend of mine who leans a little bit more towards the right side. Mm -hmm. But again, and it's not like he's a bad person. He's mm. just missing, like he's just misinformed. And yeah. that's how like everybody in my life is who like, and I'm not going to stop being friends with those people because they're people who I was it's, friends with exactly. before this. It's and I'm going to gonna work. People. And those are the people who I'm going to try to change their minds. Cause exactly. those, are the, because those like, if you're somebody I don't know, I don't give a fuck. I'm not mm. going to, I'm just not going to hang out with you. Mm. But if you're somebody I've known for a long time and this is the views you, you choose, like, yeah. I'm going to have conversations with you mm -hmm. and I'm going to hope that you start to see. So like my one buddy was like, 
I think a lot of the problem with, I would say most of my family and like, um, you know, a lot of like Gen Xers really like mm-hmm. are like center right people, mm-hmm. right? Where, but where they think, but they think they're center, you know, but they're really center right. And they, uh, um, think, then they think everybody on the left is the same, mm-hmm. right? And where I'm like, you know, if we're going by titles or whatever, like I go, I, more fall into the progressive leftist socialist Mm -hmm. side of things and like the establishment democrats or just liberals neoliberals you know what i mean like i can't fucking stand them Mm -hmm. like the joe biden's of the world you know Mm -hmm. like i fucking hate them Mm -hmm. because it's like they're not going to get anything done then they just want everybody to get along and i always describe them as like they're like the Republicans' little brother, and the <laughs> Republicans are their older brother that's just like yeah. fucking with them all the time. Mm-hmm. And instead of just fucking with them back, they're just like, "Well, can will you invite me to the? Can I come with you? Mm-hmm. And like, can we hang?" And it's like, "No, dude, they fucking hate you. Yeah, and they just want you to fail, and they're never gonna want to work with you. And every time they get power, they don't give a fuck about what you think. Mm-hmm. They're just gonna fucking do whatever they want. So we have to be more like that. But these establishment Democrats are just such fucking like." pussies and just Mm -hmm. like don't do anything and they're useless because of that so it's like so that's the conversation i try to have with people that i'm like listen i don't like joe biden either but that doesn't mean i'm a right-leaning person Mm -hmm. i'm like you know i'm on the side of things where i will call out the corporate bullshit so Mm -hmm. like what whole point of me rambling on this whole thing is that i had a friend who shared like a meme or something that was like leftists uh calling out corporations but then the corporations are just doing performative stuff for pride month was the whole gist of it and i was like this should say liberals not leftists like Mm. we're not the same people yeah we like when you're the leftist progressive people know that the corporate pride month is all fucking bullshit Mm -hmm. and you just slap a rainbow on things and like that's that's it Mm -hmm. so like i try to have those conversations being like listen man we probably agree with more than you realize and like you're just not listening because yeah. you are just indoctrinated by whatever media you choose to read mm-hmm. that tells you everybody on the left is mm-hmm. on the same side and yep. when it's media. not the case yeah it's all media and it's tough man but i i mean i try i i just try to read up on uh yeah as much as i can just be as, edu- as educated as i can and compassionate as i can be on both sides of the aisle yeah. you know what i mean where it's like i'm not gonna fucking you know, just get rid of people in my life because they think differently. I'm going to work my yeah. ass off to try mm-hmm. to convince them that they're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it's kind of scary up in upstate New York. Just like the yep. difference, it it really is the difference between New York and upstate New York. Yeah, same state, but completely different worlds. Right. And the just the racism, mm-hmm. homophobia, mm-hmm. like white supremacy in general up here is right. Well, I mean, Buffalo terrifying. is like races by design yeah you know what i mean like yeah. if you ever seen those old maps uh-huh. like where buffalo was redlining yeah they mm-hmm. literally just put a highway yep. dividing the east side of buffalo you know and you know not to make any light of the shooting that happened or anything but like there the one silver lining that did come out of that was like people were like yeah, this is what goes on on the east side of Buffalo. Yeah. This is what happens when you have one fucking grocery store. You remove that grocery store, and now you have a food desert. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. the poor just get poorer. And now, you know, and now, and, and this is how it's always been. But, yeah. like, the media, like, the local news doesn't talk about it. Mm-mm. You know? It's like, it's just a forgotten part of the city. Mm-hmm. And now, like, and in and, and the most, like, again, establishment liberal let's focus on the wrong thing and think it's doing something good. They just, they're talking about now, well, we shouldn't call it the east side of, excuse me, we couldn't, we shouldn't call it the east side of Buffalo. We should call it East Buffalo to make it feel more united with the city. And it's like, really? 
That's what that's you're your focusing solution? on? Right. Yeah, no, <laughs> dude. That is not... No. no. No one has an issue calling it the east side. That's the... What? It makes no fucking sense. That's and the whole thing is like East stuff. Buffalo is not a... Na- like, it's not a yeah. neighborhood. It's literally like a whole mm-hmm. section of the city, you yeah. know, where North Buffalo is more. And South, that was the argument is that like, well, we have North Buffalo and South Buffalo. Why is it West side and East mm-hmm. side? It's like, because they're not like one neighborhood. They're huge parts mm-hmm. of the city. And it's the whole West side yeah. from North to South and the whole East side from North to South, yeah. you know, Rochester is very similar. I believe it. I don't yeah. know Rochester enough to like tell you the geography of it at all, yeah. but like it's very clear where like people live and the differences between the living situations yeah. and like the resources and just everything mm-hmm. and that's just all of upstate new york yeah it's weird do you i mean there's a whole there's a bunch of stuff you can look at in the history of buffalo and the divide where right down main mm-hmm. street you see the divide of like buildings like you have like super nice modern beautiful architecture mm-hmm. on the west side of main street and the east side of main street is just all like rundown houses and shit mm-hmm. and like same thing with like I see remember seeing one of like landscaping yeah of like the amount of trees that exist in Buffalo same thing west side of Buffalo tons of trees tons of landscaping mm-hmm. east side of Buffalo is nothing it's disgusting. and it's just like there's just it was it's just been a completely left behind part of the city disgusting yeah and fucking Byron Brown's not gonna do anything about yeah. it and is or is, is anybody you know what I mean like and these are back to the back yeah. to the original idea of like yeah. you know I wanna I would love for all of this to try to get fixed I would love for the 198 to go away, you know, yeah. like these throughways that like just pass through, yeah, and just like l- allow this to happen, you know. Would the political environment here push you out, or is there like too much here that like you love, like you have your family or you have your friends, you have like, yeah, you know what um, I mean? Could that could it get so? Well, bad? my thing is like the political environment here is interesting because like for the most part in the city of Buffalo, people are. Mm-hmm. You know, center to far left, you know. Um, South Buffalo is very red, but that's where pretty much all of the cops, mm-hmm. like most Buffalo police officers live in South Buffalo. Weird. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, well, South Buffalo is also the very Irish part of Buffalo. Mm. And there's a whole history with police and Irish people. Um, so, I mean, and, and it's become, be, became... A, so, if people don't know this, the reason the police even got started in the u.s is is when they freed the slaves they started the police to keep black people in line and irish people at this time were second class citizens and they were like all right irish people if you want us if you want to like you know not be a second class citizen anymore we're gonna make you keep the black people in line Mm -hmm. and so that's what so police was just like the original police force was mostly Irish people and it was like literally set up to be a racist mm-hmm. institution and like white supremacist institution, you know what I mean? So, uh, and then, you know, there's like a generational thing where it's like, well, you know, all you talk to a lot of cops, it's like, well, the reason they're cops because their dad was a cop and his dad mm-hmm. was a cop. So it's just like this idea gets passed. So, and like the South, the South Buffalo Irish heritage, mm-hmm. I mean, that's where my dad grew up. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just all these Irish families that they live there because their parents live there and they, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. and, same idea. So I think that's that has something to do with it. That yeah. most of the police officers. I don't know if it, I. I also shouldn't say that I know any like, as if any of this is one hundred percent true. I just like, 
I know that a lot of police officers live yeah. in South Buffalo, mm-hmm. you know, and it is like a more right leaning part of the mm-hmm. city. But um, and then the suburbs are, are kind of split. Obviously, the further out you go, the redder it gets because that's just how it is. Just people because you don't, you know, mm-hmm. you in a city, you're forced to like work with people and understand people. And um, and, and it just that. it forces you to have empathy, mm-hmm. you know, where like when you're out in the middle of nowhere on a bunch of acres of land and it's just you mm-hmm. you know there's no mm-hmm. nothing to do there um so i it, love that uh, yeah so but like i mean you know right now we're in west seneca mm-hmm. which is a suburb connected to the city and i would say west Seneca is probably like 50 50 yeah between like red and blue mm-hmm. it's pretty pretty mixed area so like if political. it yeah would it push you out though if it like got if it started to go really... more right yeah definitely yeah yeah i don't know if the city whatever would yeah you know i i but that's my thing is like the city just always feels like it's just gonna just be center yeah like so yeah i mean as yeah as most cities but um i mean i don't know i i've considered moving back here but i think the biggest thing that keeps me in new york is the diversity that's what i love that is something that is unmatched yeah. like it is incredible first of all i love wa- people watching yeah but just New York, you are surrounded by everybody. Yeah. Anybody and everybody. Yeah. I mean, that definitely, and that, you know, 100% plays a part in like, you know, tracing back your, uh, I don't know if that's the right expression, but like dialing back your racial biases mm-hmm. that we all have. You Absolutely. know what I mean? And that's, I think, uh, that is a tough thing for me here. You know what I mean? It's like, it's mostly white people mm-hmm. around me, you know? And it's like, and who am I mm-hmm. to be if I'm this, you know, guy trying to like, you know, I don't know, lift up black voices or, or try to be part of a solution that mm-hmm. helps black people. But I don't have that many black people in my mm-hmm. life. Like, it's like, what does that say about me? Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's mm-hmm. like, is that, but it's just also just the environment that I'm in. You know, I grew up much, in a yeah. very white place. So mm-hmm. that's something that I struggle with of like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I'm at a point now when I come home, I'm uncomfortable if it's like all white people around yeah. me. I'm yeah. just, I'm, I'm very aware now where I'm like, it's crazy how I do. I mean, even though like that usually is the case, it's, I, every time I'm in a crowd, that's like mm-hmm. the first thing I know is I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh, it's all white people. Here. Yeah. 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 And it's, I mean, it, I, I think that's a good get, thing to pay attention to. Absolutely. Though, be aware of. You absolutely. Know? Yeah. But like, and it definitely is hard if you're not surrounded by people who are actively like trying to change something, it's yeah. hard to start it yourself. Um, but I'm sure there's got to be stuff in Buffalo that like you can get a part of, right? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. There's tons of yeah. like political organizations yeah. and like nonprofits. Like um, our city action Buffalo, I think is one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really good. Uh, uh, what's the word? black voices resist in the rust? I think yeah. is a different one. I might have gotten that wrong, but it's something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, or Black Love Resistance the Rust or something like that. And then, um, you know, the Buffalo DSA is a good one, the Democratic Socialists of America. It's mm-hmm. the Buffalo chapter of that. So there's there's tons of good yeah. stuff. My problem is, is like, I wa- if I'm going to join those, I want to, I'm not, I'm in the suburbs, dude. Like, I'm living mm-hmm. in the suburbs with my parents right now. Like, so it's just like, you know, uh, it doesn't feel like, yeah. I almost would feel hypocritical. Being like, oh, yeah, oh, I'm going to come help this city, but then I'm going to just go back to my home. Like, I want to be, if I'm going to be in it, I want to be in the city and actually, like, yeah. be part of it and be down there. And you I don't know. think that, like, makes it any less. Um, That's fair. You know. Yeah. Important or I don't know the right word 
Just because, I mean, I usually this those is are the, the organizations the best, I donate to. Exactly, though, this is the best I mean? situation for you money. right now. Like yeah. you're saving mad money. You're, you know, like right. you're living with family. But I don't think that anyone would think you're a hypocrite or anything. Yeah, you know, like just helping is enough. Right. You know. Yeah. I it's mean, hard. I, I do. I like I said. No, I, I know you I do. Send money places. And I know that's you like do. The, the most of what I do. You're very involved. Um. You know, if there's protests going on, I usually mm-hmm. go to that's. I mean, this picture here is literally from the protest that I went to. Did you take uh, that? No, my friend Mike Silvestri did. Very talented Buffalo photographer. Um, just a super cool photo. Of the yeah. Sun coming over City Hall with all the people mm-hmm. and everything. So, but this is the type of stuff. Like when this yeah. happens, it's like I fucking love this city. Too. Absolutely. Like that, the whole city came together for mm-hmm. something like this. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, there are there are definitely like movements in Buffalo that are like trying. You know, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. Brianna Taylor should be 27 today. Yeah. We're 27. Oh, I just got the chills. Yeah. That was that. Oh my God. I mean, that you were in situation. New York during that time. Yeah. What was it like? Oh my gosh. It was protests every day. Yeah. Like I remember, I remember I went to one that, and we walked over the Brooklyn bridge. Um, and we like stopped, like we literally were like walking through cars. We stopped traffic. Police were there to like make sure nothing whatever but that's when also the antifa stuff was going on so like everyone was like make sure you're like watching out for people in like black masks right, and right. you know they're gonna whatever no it was it was just incredible like it was so many people so many p- protests around the city and it just felt very it felt like everyone in the city was there yeah you know it was just all, it yeah. was just incredible and um and I think the beauty of New York too is like if there's anything that happens, there will always be something to get involved. That's in. what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 And I think that's in most cities, but New York is just different. Yeah. It's just different in the best way. I agree. Um, so yeah. So I mean, I think I'll just for a little bit, unless an opportunity comes up, I'm gonna be. I go back and forth all the time. Yeah. It's like I'm here. I want to do what I can here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, because that's the shit that like. Yeah. lifts me up man is like i love being i you know just doing not even like i don't know I, it's not like the reason i do it is to feel better about myself mm-hmm. it's just like i love like that's just the bonus part of it it's like i just i do feel good about doing it but i love just like i don't know doing anything i can to like try to like make mm-hmm. a community better like what's the yeah. point what else what else is the mm-hmm. point you know my whole thing is what i think about a lot of like when people want to talk about like the founding fathers intentions and all mm-hmm. this shit is like at the preamble of the constitution one of the first things it mentions is in order to uh what is it form a more perfect union mm-hmm. like that should be the goal man we mm-hmm. should always be trying to move forward as a unified front yeah. to help everybody like how are we not like how did that get now. so misinterpreted it's like gone you know? exactly that's like not a thing yeah. anymore and it's terrifying yeah and it just doesn't feel like we're moving in that direction no at all. we've been mo- we've been moving right since the reagan administration mm-hmm. this country has been moving mm-hmm. right and there's like but that what's so funny is because like the Republicans or right-leaning people are so good at fucking like manipulating language and mm-hmm. like you know just gaslighting any conversation yeah. of like saying that well we we've been going everything's so left everything's so liberal now and it's like nobody no far left people have power yeah. and a bunch of far right people have mm-hmm. power that's the difference you have bernie sanders 
and he who has virtually no power because nobody will do anything yep. he says because they think he's this crazy mm-hmm. radical old socialist who is like also like the far left just wants like healthcare for everybody yep. and like wants to try to fix our racist systems and stuff where everybody on the right you know wants racist and white supremacists that have free speech yep. and they want to <laughs> control uh, you know your right to have an abortion and yeah. all the and it's like and those people have power because it's happening yeah your idea what, what you're referring to of things becoming too liberal is fucking Hollywood mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. and it's like because and Hollywood all they're trying to do is just make content that's more inclusive of people so and what's crazy is like you put a black person in Star Wars and mm-hmm. half of the Star Wars audience is like oh Star Wars went woke Oh it's like it's a black person yeah dude like no, it's like in a movie yeah yeah that's like normal right and yeah. representation and that's and representation matters yeah. dude and if you don't fuck with it then don't watch it i yeah. guess but just know that you're a piece of shit literally for that. Yeah. like how does that affect you in <laughs> right. any way and that's what and, and they're right and that and that whole thing is literally just to try to help people it's not trying to force anything on you dude mm-hmm. i saw this i actually mm-hmm. wanted to show you this yesterday during the wedding um, but I was like, I'm not going to get into politics on the on this wedding day. But uh, this says, young people, here's some slightly different language you can use to be more inclusive. Old people, we are going to burn the entire earth to the ground. Yeah. Like, that's literally what it yeah. is. Like, here's some slightly different language to make people feel like they yeah. are included. Mm-hmm. But that's some crazy radical idea. Yep now and we're yeah and i just like i just don't get it man like i just People, don't get it, yeah they're just so disconnected from the real world yeah truly like yeah. and uh, the thing just, is like there's part of it i do understand because like because of the internet things sped up very fast you mm-hmm. know what i mean and we realized oh we've been shitty to a lot of groups of people who there are way more than we think you mm-hmm. know what i mean like i always think of the trans community that it's like dude trans people have always existed always. but like that idea was so hard for people who have like who don't get it like to wrap their brains around mm-hmm. that they just shut it out immediately mm-hmm. that it's like it seems like it's a new idea but what really happened is that the internet allowed those communities to go, oh my God, I feel like this too, and realize there's way more of them than you think, mm-hmm. and all they want is a seat at the fucking table, mm-hmm. dude. And it's That's just it. because you're not used to it that you mm-hmm. have to feel like... You're threatened by it for Right, some exactly. Yeah. And it's even like, and, and obviously, like like I mentioned earlier, like I've been doing comedy for six months, and I love comedy, and but for some reason, there's this like thing with like these legendary comedians, like Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. like... Uh, Ricky Gervais as well like these comedians who like think they're doing something by punching down mm-hmm. like and they just like there's tr- trans jo- oh you're brave for doing a trans joke it's like wanted to become brave to make fun of an oppressed group of people mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. like you're not doing anything for the world like oh he's he's saying what everybody else is thinking and it's like that's not brave no. you know what I mean like yeah it's and it's like and you're not doing anything like all you're doing is just like enforcing like society's stigmas that already exist exactly. about these people who are just want to exist. Yep. Just fucking let them exist, mm-hmm. man. I don't get it. Well, hopefully you you won't be that kind of comedian. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I also don't. I'm sure you're surrounded I'm not by like, that here, though. Actually, no. The comedy scene in Buffalo is like very. Like I was surprised. By like how like accepting it is. Yeah. There's a uh, my friend Katarita Valentine. Shout out Katarita Valentine who just had her uh, gender conforming or gender uh, 
what is it called? Gender surgery? Mm-hmm. Gender defiant? I don't know what the fucking thing is. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sitting here being like, yeah, trans. <laughs> I don't know what the right terms are. Uh, but she just had, you know, tra- I think it's gender surgery. confirming. Is that what it is? Gender trans confirming, gender confirming Maybe. surgery or something? I don't know. But she's recovering. She's doing great. Shout out Katarina. But she's a trans comedian in Buffalo. <clears throat> and she just made it through the first round of Buffalo's Funniest Contest. Oh, wow. Like, she's super funny. Um, and, yeah. And I, like, when I first got involved in the community, it was, mm-hmm. like, it was so cool to see, like, oh, there's a trans comedian. And, like, she doesn't have to belong to an alt scene. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. It's, like, she's just she's accepted like, no, into the like, comedy scene. Yeah. With, you know, these, uh, which is, the scene's mostly dominated by straight white men. And, mm-hmm. like, some guys who have been That's doing cool. it for 10 to 20 years and they're all you know accepting of it yeah and, and everything too which is like which is so cool to yeah. see you know well, i feel so. like comedy is such a great way to kind of address those historically uncomfortable topics for people <clears throat> and like george carlin way. george carlin was the perfect example of yeah. that and that's why he was like the greatest of all time because he always punched up mm-hmm. you know what i mean and he would cross the line but when he crossed the line he would take the audience there with him be like to teach something exactly like, yeah. yeah where you know he and the thing is like i'm not saying you can't make trans jokes there's a comedian in buffalo named uh jake sampson shout out jake sampson i always tell him too he has a great trans joke but it's like it's not the trans part is not the butt of the joke mm-hmm. you know, he's the butt of the joke in the, and that's like and that's how you do it yeah you know what i mean and mm-hmm. that's how you unite a room behind you you mm-hmm. know what i mean so like um i, I could never do comedy i love it i'm I obsessed could with never it i thought i i mean i always wanted to do it and now i've been doing yeah. it and i just am like i've always wanted to too. i'm addicted to it yeah i'm going to open mics every night like yeah. i just i can't stop i'm obsessed with it how do you do it like how, do you <laughs> <laughs> i'm just confused like how do you write your you just write jokes yeah you know i just think a scenario yeah. happens that i'm like oh my god that was really fun i'll mm-hmm. give the perfect example i have a joke about um, being the gayest of my brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, you said something about this yesterday. Yeah, and the way I thought about this joke was literally my friend Sarah, who I had on the podcast a few weeks ago. She's a, she's a comic. Uh, and we were driving one time. We were going to a comedy show together, and she was like, um, she's like, how many brothers do you have? I'm like, five. And she's like, and none of you are gay? <laughs> I'm like, no. And she's like, not even a little bit? And mm-hmm. I go, well, I guess I'm a little bit gay. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was like, oh, shit, that could be a really good bit yeah. of like, you know, statistically speaking, like one of us should be gay. Yeah. And it's like, and maybe I was the closest we got, yeah. you know, and like, <laughs> and I go into that a little bit, yeah. but that's how I came up with that. It was just gotcha. like a good conversation with somebody. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, thinking about things in a funny way. Yeah. Like, you can turn anything into a funny. Mm-hmm. And the thing is like, you have to embellish stories too. Like, you know, a story could, uh, a thing I always realized, like, growing up loving comedy watching comics like i was like how do like all these amazing stories happen to comedians mm-hmm. and it's like well they happen to everybody the comedians just find just a way to it. tell it yeah. in yeah. a way that's so goddamn funny yeah. you know mm-hmm. what i mean so i mean i've thought about doing it just again living in new york for five years i have unlimited oh, I stories yeah. unlimited crazy yeah. stories you just have to figure out the funniest exactly. way to tell it yeah. and you have to f- the figure out because like if you tell a story exactly how it happened, it's gonna be boring. Yeah, you have to you have to cut it's shit all about, out. Like you have to add stuff in body motion. To right, you. base it on a real experience, mm-hmm. but like the way find a way to tell the story and deliver it in a very funny way. That's yeah. like what it is like, and, and that's one format of comedy mm-hmm. is telling stories. Mm-hmm. There's like you know there's like one liner jokes and like yeah. puns and like all the all these other different mm-hmm. things. So, um, I just rewatched Broad City. Oh, I Did love you Broad City. Yeah, love Broad big City. fan. Yeah, but to tie it in with that, like Broad City is the perfect depiction 
of like a 20 something woman's life in New York, in New York City. Yeah. In like the best comedic way. Yep. And yeah, they just and did that's it a so different well. form of comedy. That's yeah. not stand up. That's yeah. comedy it's writing. Like, exactly. like, and I love that shit too, you know? Right. Like that's still comedy. Like Yeah. Yeah. I'm obsessed with the with the entire art of it, you know. But oh my God, you should rewatch Broad City. I will. Um, Bill Burr just had a new special come out. Mm-hmm. And speaking of like the George Carlin thing, like I mean, everybody talks about Dave Chappelle being like the greatest comic of all time, and I think there he there's an argument for you know that to be made. But I think you know I don't know. He's just like he keeps doing the same fucking dumb shit of like oh you can't say anything anymore but i'm gonna say it i'm still gonna make and netflix is still gonna give me millions of dollars i'm still gonna sell out world tours it's like Mm -hmm. this doesn't make sense this Mm -hmm. isn't real this is just and it's like you know whatever but but bill burr i think is at least i think he's the greatest working comic his new special just came out live at red rocks Mm -hmm. on netflix came out last week and i watched it and it is like that George Carlin idea of like he hits both sides of the aisle, mm-hmm. but he does it in such an amazing way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like where like he's still going after privilege. You know what I mean? Like as much as you may not realize it, like he makes fun. It's like oh, he's making fun of women here, and it's like well, no, what he's making fun of is uh, privileged like white liberal women who like yeah. try to be offended for other cultures when they never had that happen mm-hmm. to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is a very funny idea and a very funny thing to make fun of so it's like he does that and he does the he, he does good uh, at the end of it he does a pro-life versus pro-choice debate and he like hits both yeah that are and he does it in such a phenomenal way and that and that's like exactly because mm-hmm. I, I mean my belief is that like com- comedians are supposed to be like a mirror to society mm-hmm. like it's supposed to make fun of like it's holding up a mirror to society and making it laugh you mm-hmm. know what i mean and like being able to understand like the pulse of culture and then, you know, towing that line. Yeah. And again, when you cross that line, you're bringing the entire audience with you. Mm-hmm. You Nobody's getting left behind. That was yeah. George Carlin's whole philosophy. So, yeah. and that's what I think Bill Burr does, does really well. So would you ever do a, a personal show for the friend group? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's weird performing for people you know yeah i get it do comedy yeah or the people that know you Mm -hmm. you know because it's like you know i'm doing an act Mm -hmm. you know and it's like a kind of like it's like you know the guy behind the curtain you know it's like so it's weird i prefer to do it for like a room full of strangers you prefer if i like just like showed up and i just happened to see you well i mean i invite people out i want them to come out and stuff but uh i think people if you don't like understand how like the process of like writing and telling a joke and mm-hmm. like I don't know like I mean I invited everybody out to my when I did the contest for Buffalo's Funniest mm-hmm. and uh everybody like loved it and it went really well and stuff but it's like but if you know the weird thing about comedy versus music mm-hmm. is like when I like when Post Prom plays a show we can play the same fucking songs every time we do a show and people yeah. will still come out because you can do those songs when you're a comedian and people know your jokes already and you're coming out and you're still doing the same jokes. It's like, it doesn't work the same. They're like, Oh, I already, I've already heard you tell these jokes. And it's like, but a joke takes such a long time to to perfect. Yeah. So it's like, I've been doing, I mean, I've been doing comedy for six months and I really only have like four or five, like solid jokes, Mm -hmm. everything else. I'm still kind of working out. And that's what you go to open mics for. And you try new stuff and you like, you know, rework it. You're like, okay, this part worked. This part got a good laugh. This part didn't. Let's see if we could work, rework this part. Mm -hmm. And the hard part about that is the room is always different. Mm -hmm. 
So what works someplace won't necessarily work somewhere else. So it's like, you know, there's there's a lot that goes into it until you get to a place where it's like, okay, this joke works every time telling yeah. it like this. Mm-hmm. We're going to do this. And then when I go do a showcase where I'm going to invite people out, those are the jokes I'm going to do. Yeah. So like the people who have already seen me know the jokes I'm going to do. You know, it loses its effect because it's like, oh, I yeah. see what you're again. Absolutely, you see, you see the guy behind the curtain. You're yeah. like, oh, I, I know it. you're following a formula. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's like, but that's comedy. Yeah, you know. I mean, there's there's been a couple of because I go to this comedy cellar place quite often. This comedy cellar place, the most legendary okay, not comedy, comedy club. It, well, it's not comedy cellar. Oh, okay, no, no, no. I, that my mind just went there. Yeah, I was like, I was like, no, the most legendary. Com- I've been there. It's cool, but like, New York. I yeah. go to this comedy open mic. There we yeah. go. Um, and I've seen the same comedians and they'll do the same jokes and right. you're right. It's like, oh, I already heard that. Right. It loses it's still the funny, yeah. but it's like, there's, yeah. there's, there's magic in doing comedy. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, and when you do, you know, if you watch a magician do the same tricks all the time, eventually you figure out what the, yeah. what he's doing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You won't get there. Right. You'll get more. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I think that's something that like, so that's, I'm just cautious about bringing yeah. people out because it's like, I don't want to lose the magic you yeah know what i mean where it's like if you're if i have my friends are going to come out to every show mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I, I, I if people are going to come out i want them to understand the art of what's happening yeah here, you know what i mean and yeah. that's like how hard it is to mm-hmm. get one joke to work and that's why i tell it multiple times because i know it works because i put in all these hours into yeah. making it work you know speaking of our friends so the wedding oh yesterday. my god I went to the wedding yesterday shout out to our friends rory and julie rory and julie now husband and wife um, that was like the funnest fucking wedding ever. It was. Did. That venue, beautiful. Asbury Hall, yeah. Have you been to a show there? Yeah, I saw Vampire yeah. Weekend there. Oh, you did say that. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Gorgeous venue, yeah. It's beautiful. So it's owned by uh, Ani DeFranco, who is a musician. She's a singer from Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. she's uh, She was big in the 90s, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm not super familiar with her work, but mm-hmm. she's from Buffalo, and mm-hmm. that's her. She owns it. Gotcha. I believe there's a, like a studio upstairs yeah. that she like records at and shit like yeah. that. But well, it was cool. Even like underneath, there was like the green yeah. rooms and stuff. Right. So and... that's like the ninth ward is downstairs. So that's what gotcha. they call that. Yeah. And that's that. there's actually a comedy show there um once a month that's mm. uh the babeville it's babeville uh it's got like three different names asbury hall i think is the whole thing i think babeville yeah. is the upstairs part ninth ward is downstairs or ninth ward at babeville or something i don't know got you yeah what's the upstairs part the balcony area well no just the part where the wedding was got you yeah i mean like as opposed to the underground part got you. yeah um no it was beautiful and i mean they're not the first of our friend group to get married technically because Andy and Harley oh, yeah. are married, right. but they're the first to like have, have a like big, a big wedding, wedding, yeah. and yeah. that was just it hit me when they were walking down the aisle or yeah. when Julie was. Well, dude, so Julie's walked down the aisle to a piano version of <laughs> "Iris" by the Goo Goo Dolls, which is like one of my favorite songs of all time. And it's like when that hit, I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. And then they're saying their vows, yeah. and Rory gets choked. He likes it. He says, "I'm looking for something about like I can't wait to see you as a mom, yeah. become a mom or something." And like he, he, he broke his down. voice like choked in the yes. word "mom," and then all, all the guys, the, dude, we were like, Fuck. all the girls, dude. Yeah. Just tears. It's just so funny how it's like all of us. You just heard a collective like, yeah. Our heads went down. Yeah. We're all fucking pinching our yeah. eyes. Like, God damn it, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I was just so aware that we're at that age where yeah. people are getting married, right. having babies. And... Yeah, dude. Uh, but... Johnny was like wiping tears like from his Aww. face. Like the... it was so funny. We we have such an emotional friend. Group. We absolutely do. Yeah. I was crying when she was getting ready in the morning. Yeah. I. Uh, uh, but I, again, I think it's truly like, I mean, you've been friends with 
Rory since Rory, the seventh grade. Yeah, yeah. for a yeah. long time. I met him in college, but again, we're just like, it's, we're growing up. Yeah. You know, it's weird to think about people. You know, are, once in a while, things like this happen. You just got to throw in uh, Landslide by yeah. Fleetwood Mac and just have a good cry. And just cry. Yeah. Maybe a glass of wine. Yeah, quivering. <laughs> Drinking a bottle of whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd the times go? Literally. What I would do to be on the balcony in Fredonia again at your apartment. Uh, don't even give me fucking start. That. The balcony was the best. It was the best. I'm sure most of your viewers have been on that balcony. Um, I mean, anybody who knew me in Fredonia, probably. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in Fredonia, we just. We were talking about it last night. Me and Doug were talking about how it's just like. Because I think uh, Michaela was asking, like, because she went to Fredonia, but, like, mm-hmm. I didn't know her. And mm-hmm. she was like, how do you guys, how did you guys all meet Oh, at dinner. Other? She said, yeah. Yeah, so I was, that. like, telling the whole story. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and, and we talked about, I'm like, we had this apartment senior year that we just, like, happened upon. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, like, happened Gorgeous. to go on Craigslist looking, because I was like, we had an apartment. We had a three-bedroom junior year, but Brendan, my little brother, wanted to move in with us. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I'll find a four-bedroom. And I just went on Craigslist one day while I was working and looked up four bedroom apartments in Fredonia and this place had just been posted. Yeah. And it was like this beautiful four bedroom apartment. There was a master bedroom yeah. and there was this balcony that overlooked like the entire like town yeah. from like, you know, Water Street, like in Canada mm-hmm. way. Like it was just fucking gorgeous. And I just like called the guy. Patio too. Yeah. I called the guy and he's the, was this, this this like bitter old man mm-hmm. who like I don't even want he ended up <laughs> selling the place after we graduated. Oh, wow. he, I think he sold all of his properties after because yeah. he hated doing the landlord thing. But he liked me so much for some reason. Mm-hmm. And so so, yeah, he gave us the spot. And because, like, and Doug and Rory were, like, so stoked at how nice the spot was. They're like, dude. And my junior year, I had what we referred to as the Harry Potter room. Mm-hmm. My room was so, so fucking cool. small. <laughs> it was like Harry Potter's room under yeah. the stairs. It was off of the. I never saw that apartment. Junior year? Yes, you did. I, I think, think I have so. a video of us in our kitchen at, on Water Street. 1,000% you were there, dude. Was I? I promise. I definitely have, like, really? videos or pictures of us in that apartment. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fred Fest, we were, we were there. Um, I wasn't there for Fred Fest. Junior year? I wasn't there junior year. Where Remember? were you? Are you kidding me, Aiden? I was in New York City. Oh, really? I left. I do remember this. Oh, it's coming back to me now. You fucker. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> I left for junior year. All right, I don't know who's in those videos. I don't know either. <laughs> um, all right. But no, I did hear that it was like a completely I different. You, I totally forgot you left for it's a okay. year. I apologize. It's totally fine. I heard your apartment was so different from your senior year. One yeah, it was, a, it was a weird setup, but it was cool. It was because uh, it was a back apartment. Yeah. So you like walked in. It was just this giant, not like dining room, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it was just like this giant main room yeah. that my bedroom was off of. That was this tiny little door. I had a duck to get into it. And all it was in there was a twin mattress and uh dresser that was oh it that's all you could fit in there and uh wow. and then the kitchen was this tiny little like new york style mm-hmm. kitchen that was like you the oven didn't open all the way because there was a wall in the way and the yeah. fridge door didn't open all the way and like what? yeah it was like this small ass kitchen but the living room had no windows in it because like the living room was like and the back of the yeah. house and Rory and Doug's rooms were off of the living room. Uh-huh. It was just a real weird setup. That but for some so reason, there was something about it that just was like amazing. Yeah. I don't. I, the I, price? Do you remember how much you paid for it? It was cheap. Yeah. It was like a thousand a semester or some shit. Whoa. Or not a thousand. Two, wait. 
No, it might have been a thousand a semester. I mean, it sounds like it yeah, it was, it was. That was the cheapest place we lived. Maybe yeah. eleven hundred. I don't know. Um, but then, well, the senior year apartment was twelve hundred a semester. No fucking way. I'm almost positive. Wait, are you kidding me? I literally don't remember. Was it twelve hundred per person? A semester? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, but I think it was. My? Do you remember my apartment? Where was it? Behind Maria's. Yeah, Pizza. yo, that apartment was awesome. That apartment was amazing. Yeah. I lived in a three bedroom by myself. I got it a month before we went back to school. Yeah. And it was twenty four hundred for the whole semester. Yeah, we had New Year's there, it was fire. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty four hundred for four months? Yeah. That's a lot. For a three bedroom. Well, I guess by yeah, I guess. Yeah. And I had it to myself. Yeah. Fredonia was different. I mean, there's yeah. no reason why it should have been expensive, but like right. Well, I mean, I when I say that was expensive, like in the grand scheme of what everybody else was paying in Fredonia, yeah. like yeah, I remember, like if it was like above like eighteen hundred per person, I was like, that's an expensive apartment, absolutely in Fredonia, yeah. absolutely. But that's um, for four months, so like right, I know, I know, right, six hundred a month, yeah, compared to you know right? here in New York is like insane, yeah, but, um, no, a little less or more. Yeah, the, but that apartment uh, that we found senior year because I had the Harry Potter room the year before. Uh, they let me have the master bedroom, so yeah. I had my own bathroom, which was nice. Your bathroom was great. Yeah, that bedroom was like too big. Like there was no was reason for it to be that big. I didn't even use. I used one side of the room. Yeah, and then it was just this giant open floor. You had like a, a, your full bed, and then just like a whole other sp- section yeah, that, that you could have like filled with anything, like yeah. a couch. Yeah, I could have had a full living room. In yeah, there. yeah, but I don't know. I just didn't. Yeah, but the living room was sick, and then yeah, that balcony, man. That's where the like balcony. yeah. That's where the best memories happen. Yeah. yeah. Well, the last day after graduation, we were reminiscing on that yesterday. Yeah. It was just the saddest day. Yeah. <laughs> Senior weekend in Fredonia is fun because everybody goes home. Like yeah. all the freshmen through juniors go back, like move home mm-hmm. before graduation because graduation is like the week after or the Saturday yeah. after finals week. So everybody's yeah. already gone. Mm-hmm. And so it's literally the town is just like the locals who live there, which are not a lot of people yeah. and all the seniors. Mm-hmm. So it was like, we had the town to ourselves, yeah. you know, and we lived across the street from BJ's. Mm-hmm. So it was just, uh, you know, which was our bar that we hung out at mm-hmm. and where Pat worked and Pat lived next door. And then you lived behind Maria's, which is right around the corner. Literally. And like Becca lived on Forest, mm-hmm. which was right up the street from BJ. Like we all lived yeah, within, we so all lived within like a quarter mile of each other. Literally. It was insane. Mm-hmm. And it will never be like that again. Well, it was just such a crazy adjustment after graduation when like, yeah, we all moved back Song, home and then it's yeah. like, oh, we all live far mm-hmm. away from it. Not even far, but like. Not walking distance. Yeah. So it's like where we were hanging out every single day because it was like, yeah, it was a five minute walk to any Literally. of our places. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then when that was gone, it was fucking hard to adjust. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, my best friends are not within a five minute walk yeah. of me anymore. And we're only going to hang out every once in a while. Yeah. And then, you know, and some of us are going to move to a different parts of the country. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it's just we've done a really good job, though, at staying in touch. Absolutely. I feel like we're like almost we're Closer. like the poster group yeah. of like what you're like you're mm-hmm. there's that like Netflix show Friends from College or something. Mm-hmm. It's not that great of a show, but yeah. but like that's how I feel like you know the show is like them and like in their 30s and they yeah. all like reconnect mm-hmm. and like become friend like good we all move back to like the same area or something. Yeah. I don't I could be I butchering this. I that. only watched a couple episodes <laughs> of it, but um, maybe this is what you would hope. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that was like the why I feel I feel extremely lucky that we just had like this super solid 
friend group and i like dude like everyone last night in the wedding like cody's speech like he mentioned like to about like he was talking about rory so rory's brother had mentioned about uh he made some some comment about like how rory taught him the importance of having a really good friend group yeah and that like was like because like now cody's part of that you know like since rory's bachelor party like he uh you know he's in our group chat and he yeah. comes to the like he hangs out with all of us and stuff and so it's like that was like damn man like yeah like we are yeah. a fucking solid group and like uh i feel very lucky to have that yeah. that core group of friends absolutely and it uh we're very lucky very lucky yeah. we're very lucky yeah. to even like continue to like each other right you know yeah for real and i would love to well so a couple years ago i i had that cabin weekend that was, yeah that was i have great. a great family cabin like kind of like two hours away from here i would love to make that a yearly thing yeah it's hard it is there's no like running water right yeah it's fine just <laughs> it's go like there for creek. two days yeah. yeah but i would love to like be that type of group of friends yeah. where we do like a big trip every year yeah. well one of my like goals in life is to have like a cabin in the woods yeah or like ideally i would love like a lake house just mm-hmm. to like a, a getaway spot mm-hmm. you know so if i ever bring that into fruition we can i'll get one with running water and we you can might do it if there you, uh, you know start your own business yeah we'll see i mean i gotta pay off these fucking student loans man that's that's very true that's a start that's um, very true but we're chilling man uh We've uh, we've been talking for quite a bit here, so we can we can wrap this up. I know you oh, got to wow. get yeah, you got to get back to that's not that's misleading. It's been an hour <laughs> fourteen, not two hours. Not two worth. hours so it, it's so stupid for some reason. The it says like hour two, like you're on your second hour. Oh, so but it's like it's been that means it's been an hour. And, I don't know how to change Weird. it. It doesn't make any sense. At and least you know what it is. Yeah, it's very misleading. That's all that matters. But, um, I know you got to get back to Rochester. Yes. Um, so I. Uh, Thanks for coming on, and uh, I'm so happy that things are going well. Yeah. This weekend was a ton of fun, and uh, maybe I'll, I'll end up in New York sometime. Well, maybe. I'm going to be on tour uh, in September, and I'll be in New York. Yeah? New York's the last date, Yeah, I think. so. Well, let me know, because last time I missed you. All right, I will. Thanks, Aiden. Thank you.